0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fancy Premier League Game Week Twenty Two and the potential and real life doubles and blanks ahead. It's General's Orders times, uh, featuring FPL General aka Mark and myself, Joe. Mark, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm very well, Joe. Had a nice weekend. Um... FA Cup action, some big results, mm. and some a bit more clarity. Uh, I guess not a huge amount, mm. but we've got a better idea at least of what's what's around the corner, and we can start formulating some plans. So yeah, looking forward to this mm. one. To more so, just to try and figure out my own plans as well. Uh, having a chat.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we spoke a bit on a Uh, but just off air just before about some of the games I was particularly impressed with Maidstone because they were terrible when I saw them in real life against Yeovil earlier this season but yes as you said for FPL managers you've got some we've got a a little bit more clarity um, um, and we sort of know what's up in the air as well about uh, the blanks and doubles so we're going to try and get our head around that um, see how the FA Cup fifth round draw might influence things there what blanks and, and doubles are ahead but also really crucially as well we've got some We've got some fixtures coming up as well. We've got a double in Game Week twenty-five, could be an even bigger double in twenty-five. We've got blank game weeks confirmed in Game Week twenty-six. Um, we've got blanks coming up in Game Week twenty-nine, uh doubles in 34 37 lots to plan about. Um before we have a quick look, a usual look at the sort of season ticker to get a head round some of this. Um how how was very briefly, how did Game Week twenty-one go?
0: Yeah, I'll keep it brief because it was yeah. a red arrow. Uh, okay. Fifty-two points, I think it was, yeah. dropped from sixty-five k to ninety-eight k. So basically, no Gabriel, mm-hmm. didn't captain Palmer, went sack instead. So yeah. we we briefly, briefly move on and hopefully, yeah. plenty of green ones to come with these blanks and doubles.
1: Yeah, you and I are still very similar in the rankings as well. I'm I'm around that as well. Um, there, so good um, place to be. Good place it, to be. It's it's good. It's good. I feel like, I feel okay with that. It's still within the top hundred k. I'll do this time of year. Um, Okay, let's have a look at the season ticker. Um, Because this sort of, this shows a little bit about what we know. Um, And it shows that in Game Week 25, uh, Man City and Brentford double. It shows that obviously um, uh, uh, in Game Week 26, the League Cup final is influencing things. So um, Tottenham and Chelsea, Liverpool and Luton are blanks there. So we think that game week 25 is when Liverpool and Luton will move there because basically a lot of midweeks coming up, um, Liverpool are going to be busy they're in a lot of cup competitions uh, Europe etc, so it would make sense to move it there, that's the sensible thing, so um, we don't know whether that will happen, but um, that is the sensible way that will go, meanwhile we can see here um, that game week 29 is when um, they, is when the Uh, FA Cup fifth sixth round is it (laughs) but it's yes the sixth round takes place so then we're going to get some blanks then I think I've got that right haven't I so the fifth round draw is and whatever happens in that fifth round draw will decide who blanks in game 29 and then of course we have the doubles coming up in 34 37 I haven't sorted this by difficulty I've just done it alphabetically because it's hard to say um so for example if I did it by difficulty Brighton would be top but Brighton don't have a double that we know of coming up they definitely they they they, were as we'll discuss in a minute they they'll be among the teams that are probably going to get a blank in gaming 29 so that might reduce them a bit so um yeah it's a bit of a patchwork quilt of fixtures coming up lots to get our heads around what's your what's your immediate thoughts of this
0: yeah, again, you know, the the thing that people are going to hear a lot this week and, and read a lot about is everybody's team is different. We're at a different starting point. We've all got different players. Some have more chips than others. Some may have even played the second wild card already. So it's uh, I think the most important point, and this is probably my main order of the week, is remember that it is your team and your team is very different to everyone else's. Um, I'm sure people watching this, like me, I like listening to podcasts. I like watching FPL content on YouTube. I like to get different ideas, but the most important thing is make sure you're not just blindly following someone else's advice or what often happens in FPL these days is a popular strategy emerges and you know 90% of people follow that but it doesn't mean it's the right one mm. and just keep that in mind and don't be afraid to you know plow your own canoe and go a different path because it might just be might just be the right path so that's the main thing to say first of all Um in terms of my initial thoughts are Again, caveat being that I just wildcarded recently in game week 20, so I don't really want to wildcard anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at, you know, at least around game week 30, possibly onwards for my second wildcard Mm -hmm. of the season. And then the bench boost probably sometime after that. So in terms of these, and I think I'm a bit like you as well, Joe, I I tend to be a bit more short-term viewed and Mm -hmm. I don't go deep diving weeks and weeks ahead because things will change. We don't have the full picture. So... In my current setup, when you look at the blanks in game me 26, I'm not as heavily invested as other people in teams like Tottenham. I don't have Richarlison. Mm-hmm. I'm not heavily invested in Liverpool. I've just got Trent. Mm-hmm. I know there's other teams out there that maybe have a Richarlison, a Darrow, and a Jota, maybe still have Salah, uh, and maybe more investment in Chelsea as well that, than I have. And obviously there's a case for some teams for a free hit in 26, but my initial thought is I will be able to survive that one with players like Garnacho, mm-hmm. etc and and plenty of transfers before that as well. Um, we'll look at it in a bit more detail soon, but game me 29 could be a bit of carnage. Mm-hmm. So early thoughts are, number one, I'm going to be flexible, possible free hit 29, mm-hmm. but if a couple of shocks happen in, in cup games and we get a couple of extra fixtures, the free hit can always be kept maybe for a double game week later, 34, 37. So short term, focus on 25, get through 26 with free transfers, mm-hmm. and start rolling the transfer soon if I can to be, mm-hmm. to have two freezes as often as yeah. possible as the information emerges. So that's just some early thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's very very similar to my plans,
1: really. I, I'm, I'm focusing on 25 and 26 at the moment um, because so much is up in the air with gaming 29 uh, and beyond. And so for me, I'm looking at um, beefing up my city, Man City contingent. I know they double. I know they actually play in 26 as well. So they're a very handy team to have for that. Group of fixtures. Um, Liverpool as well. I have no Liverpool. So I want to start from Game Week 24, which is when Liverpool have Burnley at home. So they've got two tough fixtures. So it's really Game Week 24. I'm going to start looking at Liverpool. And I'll probably I'll try and save a transfer 23. So I can get a couple in 24 and then maybe get another one 25. And that will leave me in a sort of a mid, sort of no man's land, really. I, I'll, I'll be able to get a credible team out in 26. But I might only better field nine. I might better field 10 or 11 with a hit. Um, <clears throat> and so that's the way I think I'll probably play it. Um, because I have Porro, for example, Palmer, they're blanking. Um, I'll have two or three, probably two Liverpool players. Um, and so I have to look at it like that and see how I'm going to navigate that. And I think, I'll, and then it's game week 29, as you, like with you, I'm sort of, I'm open to having a free hit then, but I'm also open to keeping the free hit. I'll just have to see what I'm doing. But one thing I'm not going to do is remove good players. And I don't know whether this might be another one of your orders coming up, Um, but I'm not removing good players with good fixtures because another good player has a double game week in about three weeks time. So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shun city because they're likely to have a blank in gaming 29 when they're so fabulous and having a double and playing 26. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm sort of up in the air, but sort of taking it a chunk at a time, 25, 26. Then I worry about 29. And then I worry about what I'm gonna do with the wild card and 34 and things like that.
0: Yeah, you team me up nicely there for another order. It's, it's kind of, you know, my experience of the game is over the years, I do it and almost every FPL manager does it. You fall into the trap oh. of, Having just laser focus for blanks and doubles, and you ignore mm. good players, good fixtures, good teams who maybe just have a kind of straightforward run through, no blanks, no doubles, etc Or even a team who maybe does have one blank, mm-hmm. but no doubles in the near future. Uh, you know, Tottenham comes to mind. Um, so I feel like, you know, another order is don't ignore players just because they have a blank in the mm. future. So Richardison ticks this box because if you look at it, you might think right i don't want to go to tottenham because they blank in 26. but before that richardison has brentford everton brighton wolves mm. and then on the other side of it i think he plays in 29 as well one of the yeah. very few teams that does play so if it's a case of if you look at richardison over a period of seven or eight game weeks and if it's a if it's a case of you field eight players instead of nine players in a blank game week it's one player mm. but how many points could Richardson score over six or seven game weeks if you think he's a really good fpl pick yeah. which i do so mm. keep that in mind as well uh you said you know don't sell you know good players just because there's a blank coming up but also don't be afraid to buy players mm. if they've got a blank coming up because mm. you can get the points on the board beforehand mm. and you know the blank game week might not hurt too much even if you don't have 11.
1: and i can see certain traps starting to form which could end up becoming you could get lucky and it, it could work out but one of the traps if we look, I mean, look at, let's look at Game Week 29, because that's a potential. Up. So there could be likely to be lots of blanks there. And so there's certain teams that will definitely play. So, for example, Burnley are definitely playing. So if you spend some game weeks stocking up on Burnley players, then, yeah, you've got two to three Burnley players that play in Game Week 29. But but you've also got two or three Burnley players in your team for the rest of the the, the time. Um, And they might not even do well in Gaming 29 as well. Um, So it's the FA Cup fifth round, which is going to decide a lot of these things. So I've got that up on screen at the moment. And this just shows that um, some things are up in the air. There's some replays there. Uh, I know we were talking yesterday. I thought uh, Newport were gonna be into the rounds uh, at one point. Um Manchester United did prevail with their um <laughs> Do you see uh, Anthony's um amazing celebration as he scored against Newport? I thought he just won the World Cup
0: or something. <laughs> yeah. Um It was uh yeah, a bit bizarre in that in that fixture.
1: Yeah. But um but yeah, the the scenes are it's Blackport Blackburn or Wrexham. Versus Newcastle. So you would think Newcastle would prevail from that. Chelsea or Aston Villa versus Leeds or Plymouth. Lots of oars here. That's an interesting one. Um, That's going to influence a lot of our decisions because obviously, do we keep Watkins or not? Um, You've got Chelsea assets as well. Um, Bournemouth against Leicester. That's up in the air. I don't know. Leicester could win that. Leicester are flying high in the championship. Liverpool versus Watford or Southampton. You would imagine Liverpool would win that. Bristol City or Nottingham Forest against Manchester United—that's tough. Um, I don't know who would prevail in that one. Wolves against Brighton—and that's another annoying one. Um, I know as a Brighton fan, when I saw that draw, I thought, "Oh, great!" A, a, a quite good, very similar Premier League side. Um, it's neither—it's—it's it's not getting a, a, a terrible side or, or a good side. It's just getting a very similar side. So either of them could prevail. Sheffield Wednesday, Coventry versus Mason. Okay, that's fine. It doesn't bother us than Luton against Man City you would imagine Man City would prevail there so I've got an overview here that uh, Neil at Fantasy Football Scout kindly did an article on um, and that shows that Burnley and Brentford and Fulham against Spurs definitely on so what you were talking about with Charleston could be handy that might make me consider keeping Porro for example maybe um, if uh, Madison doesn't steal too many of his um, set pieces um Arsenal against Chelsea, as I mentioned, that 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 match, um, if Chelsea beat Aston Villa in the FA Cup fourth round replay and then leads or Plymouth in the fifth round, Arsenal v Chelsea would be off. That's bad for us as FPL managers because we've got the likes of Saka, Gabriel, and players like that. Uh, Brighton v. Man City, that looks re- that's that's right for a blank. Even if even if Wolves beat Brighton, Man City to beat Luton so you have to have this combination for Brighton against City not to be a blank you need this combination of um, Wolves beating Brighton and Luton being Man City so that's unlikely Uh, and that's annoying as well because Brighton are top of the ticker people have got you've got a stupid and I have people have have got Yao Pedro Pedro. Um, some people have got um, obviously we've all got City assets so this is bad news so so that's the way it's going and we've got various other ones on the screen here um, as we, if Newcastle beat Blackburn or Wrexham that's highly likely then Crystal Palace v Newcastle's off uh, I've got Anderson on my bench so kiss goodbye to him um, Everton v Liverpool that could be off um, Luton v not Nottingham Forest if Luton beat Man City or Nottingham Forest beat Bristol City so that's likely to be off because Nottingham Forest you would imagine would beat Bristol City but you never know um Manchester United versus Sheffield United if Manchester United beat Bristol City or Nottingham Forest. Um, and then you've got West Ham versus Aston Villa. And that's like that Chelsea game. Um, if Aston Villa beat Chelsea in the FA Cup fourth round replay and then leads or Plymouth in the fifth round, West Ham v Aston Villa is off. Bad news if you've got Bowen then, if that's the case. Um, and then Wolves be Bournemouth uh, if Wolves beat Brighton and Bournemouth can beat Leicester as well. So... Some more permutations there. Um, there's going to be a maximum number of seven blanks, so we could end up with three fixtures, um, and then the minimum number of blanks is is um, one. <laughs> so that's that's if, if if you know someone wins the lottery and can predict insane results um, there. So this shows what we're looking at in game twenty nine. It it could it could be free hittable, couldn't it? It, it, we might be okay. And when I say we, I mean, I'm using the word we, we, you know, we, we, anyone's team. You look at your team and think, okay, I'm okay for 29. And you might look at him and go, oh my God, I've only got two players.
0: Yeah. And again, the, the, it goes back to the just being flexible because it's, it's still unknown. Um, we know, you know, th- it's very rare that every favorite will win the mm. you know their round five fixture or whatever it is so it's you know one or two shocks or unexpected results um and it's not even big shocks you know a team that has a 40 percent chance of winning if they win it obviously changes the fpl landscape mm. quite significantly and one of the frustrating things here is the chelsea villa replay uh it's not this week yeah. it, it's not until the seventh so we've got two more fpl game weeks before we know mm. uh the outcome of that one so between game week 23 and 24 is when we'll know uh the winner of chelsea villa in the cup which has a direct impact again on 29 it'll impact players like watkins but mm. i think it can also impact arsenal so players like saka yeah. um so i'm just thinking about my scenario in my strike force at the moment for example i've got i've got watkins and i've got solanke i don't know when solanke's double is going to be mm. and i don't know yet if watkins will play in 29 so Go back to the top of that list, you've got um, Brentford who have a double in 25 mm. and a fixture in 29. So yeah. Ivan Tony's very attractive. He's mm. very useful for this period as a player who can just play in every game week. Mm. But I'm not in a rush to go there. So I think initially, you know, the fixtures are not great for Brentford short term. Mm. They're not great in the double either. But I feel like buying myself some time, figure out if Watkins plays in 29. If we find out at some point Solanke mm. has a double game week. And then, you know, after that Chelsea-Villa game, I'll be in a better position to decide who do I sell for yeah. Ivan Tony? Is it Watkins or is it Solanke? So a lot of things like that you can start thinking about, um, yeah. thinking ahead for those kind of scenarios. You, you mentioned as well, people will fall into traps with blanks and doubles. And one I'm seeing already, of you know listened to a few people this week already on podcasts and stuff, you know, thinking about selling Cole Palmer uh, because, you know, uh-huh. Chelsea have the blank uh, and, you know, could blank again in 29. But, you know, strip it back, we... You know, Palmer didn't play. I don't think he started a game until game week seven. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's got over a hundred FPL points. Yeah. Takes penalties. Just, you know, forget about his price. He's a 10, 11 million pound FPL mm-hmm. asset this season in the way he's performing. Yeah. So, um, my advice would be, you know, hold on to him if you can, and even if it's on the bench in those game weeks where he doesn't play. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought I, I saw some comments from Poch- Pochettino about him, just saying that he just wants him on the pitch. You know, wherever he is, as as a false nine or out on the wing or uh in, in attacking midfield role he just wants him on the pitch because he's a goal scorer um and he can make things happen and he is the talisman we did a talisman video um about that and i think we spoke about it last week about you know why i, I didn't go for palmer because annoyingly i didn't do the research <laughs> before i made that decision for for the captaincy um but he is the talisman if if they're going to do well he's going to score and he's on penalties and they've got raheem sterling who is the, the the master of winning penalties? So I think any any game he could get a penalty. Yeah, he's got. I mean Liverpool next, but then Wolves and Crystal Palace. I mean you're not going to remove him for them, and then Man City, um, and then and then this blank, and then you got Brentford, Newcastle. I mean all, all of these games games game. I mean game week thirty people might remove him even. He's got Burnley at home, uh, Arsenal in game week twenty nine. I mean even that game he could get a, a return it's just not um yeah it's not removable it's, it's so cheap as well it's not like it's a 15 million pound player stinking up our teams
0: yeah again an example would be my setup i've got a cheap cole palmer but i've got an even cheaper garnacho and if i was desperate to free up a midfield spot for someone else you know i'd yeah. definitely lose garnacho first than than palmer even if it means you know spending a little bit more across those five mm-hmm. positions
1: um, there was a tweet yesterday from praz that i saw and uh, shared with you and he went oh i'm reading this as as you send it um and it was a very good because it because praz is quite good at you know he takes this uh, sort of helicopter view where he looks at the fixtures in advance but he explains things quite well and and he just summed up in a tweet really what what i was thinking really so he he was saying um having thought about it the draw um kills a free hit 25 26 two quite an extent for him so he's very careful to say don't do this you know do be prescriptive so for him um given how hard it will be to navigate game week 29 when we're talking about that potential huge blank and gaming 34 which is going to be a double game week and then we've got a double game week in 37 as well and um Feels he'll want to have keep the free hit for that, but that's him. Um, but it does show that that could be the way many people think. Um, so he thinks the viable options for him, and it could be for many other people as well for the chips, would be this, what we were talking about, potential free hit in 29, um, and then to dead-end the team into 34, and then wild card in 35, and then bench boost in 37, because Game Week 37 could be a much bigger double game week. Um, my only problem with that is that um, I don't like dead ending a team into game 34 because I don't I don't particularly like the concept of dead ending because that implies that by 34 I've got a whole bunch of players that are rubbish and and that it's time for them to go um, and 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 I think with dead ending a team I, I want to be careful who I dead end with I want to dead in dead, dead end it if I do with good players I've just happened to be going for other players um, that um, are more favourable because we're starting to run out of fixtures by then. And then, or you could have other options here. You could dead end a team into 29, uh, 30, wildcard and game week 31, then sort of free hit either in 34, 37. It gets quite complicated then. Um, I personally like to wild cards and bench boost shortly afterwards. But it might be that, a, a bench boost is better in Game Week 37. I don't know, um, so it's going to be really tricky for that. I don't like to leave a, a big gap because but there's only wildcards set out for a bench boost. Six weeks, I mean, half the, half your players could be you know in in hospital <laughs> by then. I'd...
0: Yeah, you want the you want the bench boost as close mm. as you can to yeah. the to the wild card again, just for people who are new to FPL this season, be careful that you can't wild card and bench boost in the same week. So you mm. need to wild card, yeah. you know, at least a week before you do that bench yeah. boost. Just going back to Praz's tweet there. I think he was uh mm. sensible with his wording at the start, mm. you know, killing the free hit 25-26 to quite an extent. Yeah. So I've seen one or two teams um in the last day or two where you could definitely make a strong case for a free hit mm. in 26 because let's say you're on triple Liverpool already, let's say you're on Poro and Richarlison. And if you've got a couple of other issues in your squad if you're carrying a few injured players yeah. maybe you're still carrying haaland for example um don't again this just goes back to the point don't watch us and think right. right i can't free hit in 26 because it might actually be very sensible for your squad uh and yes it might make future game weeks tricky but we're all going to have tricky game weeks mm-hmm. to navigate, um, and it could just shake out, you know, fairly evenly over the, over the long term, anyway. So, um, yeah, just don't don't rule it out just because you, you'll mm-hmm. see a lot of it this week. I think most content creators will say don't don't use your free hit in twenty six, but there will be one or two teams out there in most mini leagues where they're very very short of mm-hmm. players. And you could you could just hit big in that week and the game could be just as good as, as others, if not better. So yeah. keep that in mind as well.
1: I mean another thought I had, um, that I haven't seen anywhere else because maybe it doesn't suit other content creators teams or, or whatever, was that because I've got Alfie Doughty, my regular mention of Alfie Doughty, he doubles in he doubles in twenty-five. And because I'm gonna be trying to get as many Liverpool players as I can and I've got city players. So already I'm looking at sort of seven doublers. I might even go for Ivan Tony. So I might even go that up to eight. And then and then so so that's so that means I bench Ollie Watkins. I bench, I don't know, Saka say I've got, I bench um Porro. You see you see where I'm coming from. I'll be benching these really good players. So the thought I had was I hate the bench boost. So why not play the bench boost instead of triple captain? And I think I would, I would get, I mean, say say your, say your triple captain got, if he if was a really good one, you got an extra 15 points. So uh, over, over the course of that, say you go for Haaland, but he ends up sort of not being quite right for one of the games or something like that. You end up with 15 points, triple captain, you get an extra 15 points. Well, I'll easily make that on a bench boost. And then I can save the triple captain a bit further down the line. I don't have to worry about the bench boost. I seen. I think it was Az who accidentally played his bench boost. Um, I sort of envy that because his bench boost actually did okay that week by
0: happenstance.
1: And and I thought, God, that's quite good. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Um,
0: yeah. That, yeah, I hate I hate the bench boost as well. And again, it's another another piece of advice: be open to the bench mm-hmm. boost. Don't be wedded to wild card bench boost yeah. shortly afterwards because. <laughs> You can play it in a single game week at any point as some people do successfully you can play it in, you know like you say a lot of people will probably end up triple captain uh double gaming 25 yeah. especially if Haaland's okay but you've got a if you've got a bench boost available as well and like you say if you're going to have players very good players on the bench yeah. sack is watkins etc yeah. and if you've got a second playing goalkeeper then you could you could score you know 15 to 20 points and the other you know, tip is don't have high expectations for a bench boost because it very rarely goes big. Uh, we, it's probably been quite a few years since we've had, you know, mega 150 plus bench boost game weeks. Um, so again, you know, it, it all comes back to people overvalue chips. Uh, we over plan for blanks and doubles. I always think over the course of a season, you score over 2000 FPL points, maybe even two and a half thousand FPL points. Uh, you know, fifteen points, twelve to fifteen points with a, with one chip is it's not a season defining moment uh, right. in in the grand scheme of things. So don't don't overhype you know chips to especially you know triple captain again. If you're if you end up triple captain in Haaland, mm. most of the people are going to captain in that game week anyway. So. You know, you're only gaining the, mm. you know, the one third, yeah. whereas everyone else is getting double anyway. So, uh, yeah, don't Definitely. don't let the chips.
1: I was just just influence while, things too while much. we talking. I just put my team up because I sort of forgot who I've got. But I mean, yeah, a realistic bench boost for me would be, um, Debravka, um, Solanke, Poro and a Stupenan. So it's pretty good. It's really good, isn't it? I, mean, I don't really want to bench all the well, Debravka maybe, but I, I don't really want to bench that lot. So I, I'm sure that I'm sure those say Gabriel clean sheet. Um, God, I might think about it. Anyway, no other, no one uh, Well, I'm probably it's just me that that for my team that might work. So I'm not telling people to do that. I'm just saying for my team that might work. Yeah. But, but that's exactly but what the, you were the, saying. Be flexible and look at your own team.
0: Yeah, the thing I like like the thing I like most about getting rid of the bench boost is. Mm. Then you're just looking at eleven players for the rest of the season. You know, mm. it, it's when you still have the bench boost, it it, it kind of shoehorns you sometimes, or mm. you know, restricts you from doing certain things because you think, right, I've got a weak mm. spot on the bench here, I need to fix that, and that means I can't get a really good player in my eleven. Yeah. So, yeah, keep a keep an open mind on the bench boost for sure,
1: definitely. And I'll just just finish off the bit with Pranz's tweet because it was the last line that really got to me. Really, um, so he's saying that personally, he's going to. Stay flexible, but it was the bit the bit at the end, which is the main thing that people need to focus on now, is how to efficiently navigate double game week twenty five, and blank game week twenty six with free transfers. Now that's probably not going to be possible for many people. I probably envisage I'll be taking at least a hit over that time, but I think with injuries and things like that happening. If you if you if you're going into this at least with the with the aim to only take one hit or no hits at all, I think that's probably a good place to be, because we we now we're well, we're coming up to game week twenty two. That's three game weeks away. Game week twenty five. We should be able to use our transfers quite wisely towards what what we want to do in game week twenty five and twenty six, without keeping by keeping free transfers to a minimum. So I quite. I like that that advice, really, because it's what well, we we're talking about at the top of the show, really. It's, it's sort of take what's at hand and what we know. And we know there's a double game week, then we should know that there's a Liverpool-Luton double game week then as well.
0: Yeah, I, I just like the approach. And it's the way I've always played FPL. Like play what's in front of you. Play what you know. Get yeah. the points on the board if you can. And there's always ways to, to get through future unknowns, uh, especially when you've you know, a lot of people will have a wild card, for example. Um I had a point there. It'll come back to me. Okay. I had, a, and I had Another order was coming through there, but I'll, I'll mention it in a wee while. Okay. okay. So um, what we're going to do in a bit is have a look at your bus team
1: so we can sort of put your thoughts together and hopefully that will help other people as well. Um, sort of draw everything that we've said together in, in, in future plans. But I know I was speaking to you before that you were looking, you're looking at midfielders at the moment and um, wondering whether to get any in or whether to who to who goes uh, who stays so I've done it I've done a table and this is last six matches I've called it FPL generals gave me e 22 midfield options and um, so some of these players are already in your team some of them aren't um, and I uh, do A lot of these decisions may depend on who you want to captain, for example. So in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, De Bruyne is top from just his one start and his one cameo because he's got a goal and assist. So this shows that in his limited time, he's actually top here. Small sample because he's only um, played one and a bit games, but he created four chances in that that period. And expected goal involvement, delta 1.25, which means he's slightly overperforming, but good players tend to overperform a bit. Richarlison's next. Minutes per expected goal involvement every 119 minutes. So that's uh, every every game-ish and a bit more. Um, But he's had six goals from his six starts. Um, Saka is next. So he's been doing really well. A lot of people are thinking of getting rid of him. Punishment for his blank. But the the powers that be actually um, withdrew the fact that it was a home goal by Henderson. So Gabriel, in fact, as a... I'm a Gabriel and Saka owner. Gabriel, in fact, got another goal and it was assisted by Saka. So Saka would have got his, he could have even got bonus from that, but he got an assist, got the clean sheet point. He would have, he would have done all right. I'd have, I'd have had a green arrow, not a small red arrow. Um. So Saka is actually doing okay <laughs> um, under the radar. Doku I put in here as well. Every minutes per expected goal, I'm on one. Non-penalty of 170 minutes. I don't know about you, but the Burnley game just screams Doku. It screams if Mares was around, they'd throw him on. It just screams Doku being there. Foden's just behind him in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement. So is Bowen with, um, uh, across his six starts, two goals and an assist. Jota, four goals and three assists. Uh, Minutes per expected goal involvement every 179 minutes. Huge overperformance. Expected goal involvement delta is plus four so he's uh over-performed, but good players tend to Um madison as well i put him in here because he's back um he should start getting starts now four assists and a goal in his last six matches that he's played lots of options here um i mean i personally i want them all but i can only have five um and i you know i, I
0: can't get them all so yeah what what are you gonna do yeah i've been trying to figure that out for uh, about a week now um <laughs> The so current currently have Palmer, Foden, Bowen, and Saka. So that's my starting point yeah. with Gonacho on the bench. So you mentioned the you know the Man City Burnley fixture again, it just screams goals to me. Um, yeah. you know, Manchester City don't tend to blow teams away, but in recent memory, I think there's been quite a few 5 0 victories against Burnley and arguably the weakest team in the league at the moment. Um so I, I've got Foden and I've got Alvarez up front as well. So I've got a third Manchester City spot and it's 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 really tricky because Haaland's just about ready we think mm-hmm. to come back we don't know for sure. Kevin De Bruyne has just come back but didn't start the FA Cup game. Um and we the game's on Wednesday so the, with the deadline on Tuesday team leaks are less likely. Um so I'm in a bit of a pickle like it's kind of, you know, obviously Haaland's my priority when he's okay mm. and when he's going to start. But if we don't get clarity on that before the deadline, then I'll probably just keep Alvarez for another week Mm -hmm. and go without Haaland. Mm -hmm. But then that opens the door to maybe getting De Bruyne instead this week. Because I do have plenty of cash. We've got 9 million. So I can get Haaland and De Bruyne if I want over the next two Mm -hmm. game weeks. But the problem is I would need to sell a good asset like a Bowen or a Saka. Mm. Uh, now, people might argue Saka is not a good asset at the moment, but I, I still read him as one. Good underlying numbers, good mm. team, good fixture. So it, it's going to take it's going to take a lot for me to go Saka to De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I would be able to afford Haaland if I went Bowen to De Bruyne. So mm. I need to be careful with the funds. So it's it comes down to Saka to De Bruyne if I don't get Haaland this game week. And there's always the option of rolling a transfer mm-hmm. and just being content with Foden yeah. and Alvarez and hoping that they both play significant minutes. So where I'm at currently on current information, Monday morning, mm-hmm. Monday afternoon, is being content with Foden and Alvarez and maybe waiting another week for Haaland. Mm-hmm. And that would mean keeping Saka and rolling the transfer. Yeah. Because it kind of goes back to there's still unknowns. The This landscape is not... You know, set in stone just yet. Hmm. There's players away, injured, coming back, things. There will be more injuries to come. There'll be more fixture announcements. So I'd like to get into a position as soon as I can of having two freeze and being yeah. able to roll that okay. as often as possible. Yeah. So if we don't get any new information, um, I know we're going to have a pep press conference, but I'm not expecting too much from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll obviously assess his words and what he says, and that might push me towards a De Bruyne or push me towards a, a, a Haaland. But at the moment, with the uncertainty, and when I've already got two Manchester City attackers, I feel okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, even if Haaland is back, it's probably unlikely to be 90.
1: Nah.
0: Alvarez is probably going to get decent minutes regardless of everyone else being back. So and and Foden, I'm pretty content with his minutes that they should be fine regardless. So it's it's hard because there's there's De Bruyne of Fomo. There's over a million new owners. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, I do really like him as a pick this mm-hmm. week. I like it even more that he didn't play the FA Cup, didn't mm-hmm. start the FA Cup. You know, I, I I don't see a word where he doesn't start this one. And if I'm seeing goals, it's gonna be probably a game I need to skip watching if I don't have De Bruyne. So yeah. uh, I'm a bit torn. There's a lot up in the air. We'll see what the pressers. We'll see if there's any leaks. But um, I think Roland probably suits my style of management in this kind of scenario. Okay,
1: well, well, let's put your team up um, because, um, I mean, there's a variety of things you can do. Do you want to just go through your your whole team and and capture? I know you spoke about your midfield there, Man City. But yeah, if you want to just go through your team, who you, who's on your bench and who you're captaining and stuff.
0: Yeah, just benefit of audio listeners as well. So David Ries and goal, back three of Poro, Trent and Estupin. And so good news that Trent is back mm. because if he wasn't, that might have forced me into a defensive transfer instead. And in that scenario, I probably would have went for a Kyle Walker, which would have then obviously had a knock-on effect of not being able to have Haaland and De Bruyne later. Midfield, Foden, Bowen, Saka, Palmer. That's all fine. Happy to start Palmer against Liverpool. Up front, Alvarez, Watkins and Solanke. Mm. And then Garnaccio was a good first sub. So mm. on paper, if I... Take away all the noise, and I take away the FOMO of De Bruyne. The team's fine, yeah. so I think Roland looks most likely at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's things you can do, and other people have been in this situation as well, because a lot you've got like nine million or so in the bank. Lots of people have got six million, nine million, lots of money, and it's sort of earmarked for Haaland money. Um, you could spend that now and keep all of those players and still have um, De Bruyne. Because you could move Garnaccio to Boena, because you've got the money to do that. But the downside of that is that one of these players, Solanke probably, Palmer even, has to go on the bench. So you're removing a good player from your eleven, um, And then at the same time, you've suddenly got yourself with no Haaland money. So, yeah, in your situation, like holding is probably the best, wisest thing, isn't it? Um, because, yeah, if Haaland's back, he'll probably be a sub. And he'll get 20 minutes or so. He could even start, unlikely, but probably only get 45 minutes or so. So you're looking at Alvarez on the pitch at some point and in an attacking role. And with De Bruyne as well, he could start but come off at 60 minutes. He could come on at 45 minutes. I could see definitely more minutes and probably a start for Burnley. But as you said, if you've already got Foden Alvarez and it doesn't seem right putting someone like palmer or solanke on the bench when they've got okay well in solanke's case okay fixtures so and and the the reason i bring that up is a lot of people be in that situation it's a temptation to spend that money um and it might be best just to leave it a week or so um yeah yeah
0: again f I like to follow, you know, if in doubt, do note, and if I'm really unsure, I'll probably just leave it. Because, like I said, the team's fine. I think the the tricky, the thing I'm struggling with at the moment is 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 probably the captaincy side of it. Mm. Because if De Bruyne and Haaland are available, it probably means reduced minutes for Alvarez, which mm. diminishes captaincy appeal. Four in, if I'm happy with his minutes and I'm confident that he gets significant minutes, then I should be okay to captain him, but he doesn't have too many set pieces. He doesn't have penalties. So then do I look elsewhere in the team and there's nobody that screams captain mm. elsewhere. So I think that, that could be the deciding factor when I get to a press conference on Tuesday, yeah. if there's really positive comments on either De Bruyne or Haaland, I might think, you know what, that sounds like the best captain of the game week for me. Yeah. And then maybe that will push me towards the transfer. So it's probably, it's going to be a role transfer or it's going to be a captaincy in transfer. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I mean, that's, I mean, I've
1: similar thoughts. So I, I I have a very different team, most people, uh, on account of me keeping Haaland all this time. Um, and I've still got Salah as well. So for me, it's an easy move, Salah to De Bruyne, because I already have Haaland. So I don't have to worry about the money. Um, and Salah, I, at least unlike with Haaland most weeks, I, we, we know that Salah is not playing the next couple of weeks, at least. Um So for me, I'm doing that. But yes, it is the question of the captaincy. Because at the moment, my bus captain, this might help your thoughts, is on Foden. Because he'll get the minutes. I just think this game screams goals. Historically, it's goals. I like Saka and Watkins as well for the captaincy. And one of those is my vice captain, probably Saka. But I think Watkins at home is good um, against Newcastle, who are quite poor on the road still. But it's yeah, it's it's gonna be that choice between De Bruyne, captaincy. So like like you well, slightly different for me. I'm definitely gonna get De Bruyne in unless someone Pep says he's definitely out. But it's the question of the captaincy and that's where like you I'll be looking at the press conference. And if he was saying he's already said De Bruyne is ready to start and then he didn't. <laughs> but if he if he says, Oh, I'm you know this this is the game he's gonna start and he did well as a sub and Spurs, and that was always the plan. Then I've
0: got to hand the armband to him. Um, Yeah, you've got to. Yeah, it's um, it's good. I think it's our teams are good examples because in my team it's definitely not straightforward to get De Bruyne because Saka has a good fixture. Yeah, and in your team I think it's a no-brainer to get De Bruyne because if you have Salah, yeah, if I own Salah still, I wouldn't even be giving it a second thought. De Bruyne comes in Mm -hmm. and could well get the armband because opportunity is there and again going back to captaincy in my team I think back to the last game week I just like back in the armband in the game where I think the team gets a lot of goals and that was Arsenal it didn't work out with Saka but I did that over Palmer Chelsea only scored once so I think I'll definitely end up on a city captain yeah it's just whether it's Foden whether it's Alvarez or if it's a new guy coming in because yeah. I just backed them to score three, four, maybe even more mm. against Burnley. So I think I have to go to that game for, for the armband. Definitely. I mean, I've seen some, and people can always spin stats their own narrative.
1: I mean, I've just presented loads of stats for midfielders as well. And I've seen someone saying, pointing out that uh, Man City's XG away from home this season so far has been better than at home. And then using that to say maybe we shouldn't be captaining De Bruyne or whoever um, at home to Burnley. And the way I look at it is just keep it really simple: good players, good teams against weak teams. That's it. That's yeah. Don't mess around. <laughs> and so yeah, it, the armband is is really only around minutes. I have no doubt that De Bruyne will do something. In whatever minutes, but I would like more minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I when you when you see those kind of narratives, you know, I always just think we're 21 game weeks into the season. What would Manchester City's XG be home and away if they played Burnley 21 times? yeah Very, yeah, very different. Yeah. So well they I mean they started. It's all, about, they, it's all about the fixture.
1: Yeah, they beat it was the first game, wasn't it? The season they beat them 3 0 away. Um and I don't think Foden got anything. Oh Haaland scored a brace so there's there's goals in that for whoever's up front. so that makes the alvarez if if you think alvarez is going to get say 60 minutes up front um i to be honest i'd tell you that <laughs> the guy up front for city against burnley i think will do well so yeah you've probably got it the way around with you i don't have alvarez myself but i think if i did i'd, I'd be very tempted to put the armband bus team armband on him if i wasn't going for de bruyne or harland
0: yeah i've had it on alvarez the whole time it's penalty factor, you know he's a good yeah. chance of being on them if um if Halland's not on the pitch. Mm. But now of course De Bruyne I'm sure would be in the reckoning as well if he if he does play. Um but yeah there's there's probably a chunk chunk of the game where Alvarez is designated penalty taker while he's on the pitch. So I think back to the last game, uh, as soon as De Bruyne came off the bench, mm. Alvarez was set the ball down to take a free kick mm. and he just turned around to De Bruyne, and just said, you just take it. Yeah, yeah. So he could uh he could obviously do the same with that with a spot kick. So yeah. uh yeah I think I am leaning Alvarez over four and if I don't buy one of the one of the big boys yeah um,
1: and before we go um, just a reminder to everyone to do press that like button and do subscribe and also have a look at fantasyfootballscout.co.uk for members offers um, were there any other orders um, I think we've covered quite a few and um, we've, we've probably almost got our heads around the fixtures to come um, but were there any other orders before we go
0: no i think that's i think that's it joe i think that was a really good discussion uh, it's helped my thoughts mm-hmm. uh, thought process and, and and hopefully it's helped the viewers and listeners as well good stuff um yeah it certainly helped me as well
1: um uh, yeah because it's really tough to get my head around i tried to keep fpl simple and and it's really hard when you're confronted with that amount of permutations and double game weeks and you've got a constant barrage of content with people saying oh you must free hit here, here you must that and then I'm I'm this little lone voice thinking mm, maybe I could bench boost then, <laughs> and it's quite hard to it's quite hard to to, to um, navigate all of that and get your brain into gear. But we'll make a stab at that. Excellent, um, Mark. Thanks so much for your time. Um, good luck with your decision for Gaming 22. See you again uh, ahead of Gaming 23 next week. See you soon. Thanks everyone for joining us. Bye.